And yes, welcome back to GospelBellsRadio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's day three of the Luke December Challenge 2022. And today we are reading the third chapter in the Gospel account according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 3. Do open your Bible to Luke chapter 3 and prepare to read along. After that, uh, I'll be sharing with you five treasures, five treasures from chapter 3 of the Gospel account according to St. Luke. If you want to read any of the chapters before the end of this challenge, uh, do reach out to us and be glad to schedule you to read any of the chapters. If you if you have identified any other treasure in this chapter that we have not identified, uh, do reach out to us as well. God bless you. God bless you. So let's uh, read together now Luke chapter 3. My name is Olufemi Ogutoku, and I now present Luke chapter 3. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Eturia and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Anas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor 
and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Martha, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Math, the son of Mattathias, the son of Simeon, the son of Joseph, the son of Judah, the son of Johanan, the son of Risa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kosam, the son of Elmadam, the son of Hur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Jorim, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonah, the son of Eliakim, the son of Melea, the son of Mena, the son of Matatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nation, the son of Aminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Ezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Aphazad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. And yes, amen indeed, amen indeed. Thank you for joining us once again today and for reading along Luke chapter 3 for day 3 of the Luke uh, December challenge. Now I want to identify some treasures, uh, some treasures from uh, Luke chapter 3. The first treasure uh, that the Spirit is leading me to identify this evening is this. 
one the first one christ has removed all barriers and obstacles between you and god christ has removed all barriers and obstacles between you and god you see uh, reading uh, the reference that john the baptist made to isaiah 40 verse 4 you know uh, in the record according to saint luke in the sermons preached by john the baptist he made reference to isaiah 44 where he repeated what the prophet isaiah wrote saying every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough way smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of god you know what that verse is saying it's saying that before then uh, before christ because john was prophesying about the coming of christ before christ there were innumerable obstacles to the salvation of god there were innumerable obstacles to fellowshipping with god to reconciling with god and of course you remember very clearly isaiah 59 isaiah 59 verse 1 surely the arm of the lord is not too short to save nor is ear too dull to hear but your iniquities have built barriers but your iniquities have built barriers between you and your god and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear so before the coming of Christ, there was such a gulf, large gulf, deep gulf uh, between man and God. But Jesus came to preach reconciliation. And John the Baptist said uh, to his hearers that somebody is coming. And when he comes, every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill brought low. Uh, the crooked places shall be made straight, the rough ways made smooth. And then all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And of course, Jesus has come. And he has finished the work of salvation. And so one treasure we can take away from Luke chapter 3 is this reminder that Christ has removed all barriers and obstacles between you and God. Nothing should stand between you and God now. Christ has come in flesh. He has paid the ultimate sacrifice. He has died for you. Go to him. Go to him by faith. Go to him by faith and he will take you by the hand to God. He will reconcile you to God. Take, go to him by faith. He will present you faultless before his father. He will defend you. He will clothe you with his own righteousness and you, and, and you will come into fellowship, into fellowship with God. You see, there is no rest. There is no rest until we are reconciled with god remember what uh, the great father of the church uh, augustine of hippo what he wrote saying you have made us for yourself O lord and our heart is restless until it rests in you our heart is restless until it rests in you until you are fully reconciled to god uh, you are not at you are not at full ease you can never be at full ease until you are fully reconciled with god so the treasure i'm taking away uh, from luke 3 uh, verses 4 and 5 is this that 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 john the baptist told his hearers that they should expect christ because he would remove all obstacles but now that christ has come we know he has come the, the spirit testifies within us now we should be reminded that indeed all obstacles and barriers between you and god have been removed through the through the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is there any problem? You want to talk to God? Go on your knees and call out to Him in the name of Jesus. You want to be reconciled with Him? You have not come to salvation, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Call out to God in the name of Jesus. See through Christ, you find that all barriers and obstacles between you and God have been 
fully, fully, fully removed. All mountains, uh, all every valley shall be filled. You know, valley very deep. If you cannot go through the valley, if there is a gulf between you and God. It says Christ has filled all valleys. If there is a mountain between you and God, you can't climb. Christ has leveled such mountain. If there are crooked places that you cannot walk on, Christ has made it smooth. So much so that all who call on the name of the Lord shall see the salvation of God and all flesh shall see it uh, together. And of course, we cannot but be reminded of uh, of what what has been written. And then in Hebrews 7.12, Hebrews 7.12, remember Hebrews 7.12, saying that in Hebrews 7.25, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Please do not forget this tonight. And this is one treasure to take away from Luke chapter 3, that he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he lives to intercede for them. Oh, go to, oh, go to God. Please do go to God in the name of Jesus, and you will find salvation for your soul. And that should be our message. In fact, our only message to the world, reconciling the world to God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've been proclaiming the message that in Christ, each man, each woman, each boy, each girl can go to God. And glory to God in the highest heavens. And the second treasure uh, we're identifying, bringing out from Luke chapter 3, is this. Produce fruits in keeping with repentance. Produce fruits in keeping with repentance. And of course, that was the that, that was a major plank in the message of John the Baptist to the world, right? That was a major plank in his message. He was preaching the, the gospel of repentance, the burden of repentance for the remission of sins. And he said to them, and when many more people came out to him, especially those that he considered uh, hypocrites, when they came out to him, he said, well, this is what you do. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. And you see, that was what John the Baptist said to the multitude that came out to him uh, because uh, of that, that, that time in history. At that time in history, the Jews could look back and say, look, we are the sons of Abraham. Abraham is the chosen one. Abraham is the one to whom the covenant was given. And the covenant given to Abraham was a covenant uh, covering both him and his descendants forever. So, so they could relax and say, look, whatever we do, we know that we are sons of Abraham. Nothing, nothing is going to happen to us. I said, no, you ought to produce fruits keeping with with repentance, worthy of your repentance. And you see, for those of us of the New Testament age, aren't we also many times uh, deceived or self-deluded to say that, well, Christ has died for us, his work is complete, so, I mean, whatever I do, there is grace. But the message that John the Baptist preached, we also must hear today, produce fruits in keeping with repentance, Produce fruits worthy of your repentance. Have you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Then produce fruits worthy of that. Let others see Jesus in you. Our Lord did say, by their fruits you shall know them. By their fruits you shall know them. So the question is, what fruits are you producing? And you see, I love the way that John answered those questions when people went to him. When, when they went to him, I mean, uh, and I love the way that Luke uh, recorded it. And he said, when people went to him, the tax collectors, for example, in verse 12, what shall we do? Very simple. John answered, collect no more than what is appointed to you. The soldiers went to him. What shall we do? Again, a very simple answer. Don't intimidate anybody. Don't accuse people falsely. 
And so many people went to him like that. What shall we do then? He answered them, well, if you have two tunics, give to one who has none. If yeah, you have food, give to those who don't have. In one word, let others see Jesus in you so that they will see your light. They will give glory to God, to your Father in heaven. Produce fruits consistent with your repentance. And for us uh, who have not received Jesus, produce fruits worthy of your high calling. Remember the admission of the apostle, produce fruits worthy of your high calling. We cannot do it by our own power, but this is a reminder that that is exactly what we should do. And as I was reflecting on it, uh, the Spirit led me to Psalm 139. You know very well Psalm 139, right? Psalm 139, uh, verse 24. If you read the truth, the whole of Psalm 139, verse 24, you find uh, towards the end of that psalm, the psalmist writing, like, like somebody appearing before God and saying, well, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Uh, the more traditional version, let's say from New King James Version, say, it says, search me, O God, I know my heart, test me, I know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me or if, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The same way that those people went to John Bible and said, what shall we do? I suppose it is in the same way that each of us should daily appear before God and even every, every moment ask of the Holy Spirit, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Anyone who does that, anyone who presents himself before God daily that way, asking him to, to search, asking him to point out offensive and wicked ways, uh, any such person will become transformed uh, by day by day. You'll be renewed day to day and will indeed, indeed reflect and project uh, the glory of God. So number one, the first treasure uh, from Luke chapter 3. One, Christ has removed all barriers and obstacles between you and God. There's no excuse. Go to, to God through Christ and then you'll have full access. And number two, produce fruits in keeping with your high calling in Christ Jesus. Produce fruits in keeping with repentance. Let us see Jesus in you. And the best way to do that is to daily appear before God, asking him to search you, to know your heart, to test you, to point out wicked and offensive ways in you, and to help you to overcome them, and to lead you in his path everlasting. And number three, number three today, uh, the third treasure we are Identifying today from Luke chapter 3 is this. Do not double down when corrected. Don't double down when corrected. Meaning that uh, do not harden your heart when you hear the Spirit of God. And, and I think this flows from the second treasure we identified. The second treasure being this, uh, being this that you should always ask God uh, to, to point out offensive ways in you. But when he does, when the Holy Spirit does point out those offensive and wicked things in you, don't harden your heart. Don't double down. Uh, I mean, that's a temptation that we all have as human beings to be recalcitrant, uh, to be uh, rebellious and to say, yeah, or, or to give excuses. Yes, I mean, the Spirit is not making me rest about this matter, but I did it because of this, but I had to do it, uh, but others are doing it, but I didn't really mean it, but it's not that way out. And then some people will, would even double down, meaning that uh, they would they, they will continue in that path and even do worse things. And we have an example here in Luke chapter 3, the example of Herod. And see how, how Luke put it in Luke chapter 3, 
uh, from verse 19. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him, that is being rebuked by John the Baptist, concerning Herodias, his brothers, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, also added this, above all, that he shut John up in prison. He said, is it, I, mean, I love the way that Luke put it, that in addition to all the evils that Herod had done, in addition to all the evils uh, for which John the Baptist called Herod out, he also added to this, he shut John the Baptist himself up in prison. And uh, we should not be in the number of those who, when they are confronted by the Holy Spirit, they harden their heart and they double down. They, they double down on the same road. On the same road, uh, we should not be in the number of such persons. I mean, must remember Hebrews, um, Hebrews, uh, and this is Hebrews uh, 3.15. Yeah, remember Hebrews 3.15. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. And if you read from verse, from verse 14, we have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly to the end the assurance we had at first. As it has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. And that's something we have to take away from this. As Herod, of course, did harden his heart and doubled down his wicked ways. He was called out by John the Baptist. John the Baptist was preaching the gospel of repentance. Herod was called to repent. Instead of doing that, he doubled down, even added to his sins. Do not add to your sins. Do not add to your sins, but do, and do not harden your heart when you hear his voice. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, Lord, this is who I am, and I need, I indeed need your help. And again, another treasure we can take away from Luke chapter 3 is this. In our ministry, in whatever we do, we must never forget to exalt Christ. Exalt Christ always. Exalt Christ always. Less of you, more of Christ. And this is talking to us, to all of us who are ready in the faith. Less of you and more. More of Christ. Less of you and more of Christ. See exactly what uh, what John said here in Luke 3, 16. 16 said, Jesus answered saying to all, Indeed, I indeed baptize you with water, but one matter than I is coming, whose sandal stripe I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Why, why did he make that statement? Because some of the people went to him supposing that he was the Christ. And that's something that happens to many Christian ministers today, uh, that because of the gifts that God has deposited in them, that many people will look to them and uh, begin to treat them as gods. It is important for any such person, any such Christian in whom God has deposited, deposited any gift to always point, to use those gifts to point the people, to point the world, world to Christ. We are to point the world to Christ, not to ourselves. We are to point the world to Christ, not to, uh, to our churches, not to our ministries, not to anything else, but to Christ. And that's exactly what John the Baptist did there. They came to him, supposing him to be the Christ, wanting to hear from him. Well, you see, I'm doing this right. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching by the power of, the, of, of, the, of God's Holy Spirit, but there's one mightier than I who is coming. 
And indeed, that must be the testimony of you and me, pointing the world to Christ, not to ourselves, not to our churches, not to our ministries, but to Christ. Remember, of course, John 3, 30. He must become greater, I must become less. He must become greater and greater, I must become less and less. English standard version, he must increase, but I must decrease. Must. I love the way John the Baptist proved that. It was the example indeed for everybody involved in mission work. And the final treasure from Luke 3 that we are identifying this evening, uh, the final treasure that we are identifying from Luke chapter 3 this evening is this. Remember the child of whom you are. Remember the child of whom you are. And uh, this this came to my mind as I reflected on, on the genealogy of Christ as recorded by, uh, by Luke. By look, you know, starting from so now, Jesus himself began his ministry at about thirty years of of age, being as he as as was supposed the son of Joseph. So, starting with his with his with his stepfather, or, or, or rather with his uh, adoptive father Joseph, uh, Luke then traced the genealogy of Christ from verse twenty three to verse thirty eight. In which verse? In which verse thirty eight? Uh, we have the end of that chapter where although in verse 23 uh, Luke began by saying Jesus the son of Joseph in verse 33, 38 he ended by saying the son of God, the son of God and I, I mean we can look at this in so many ways it tells us of the dual nature of Christ, human yet God, he was both human yet divine, he was both God and man all at once when he was on earth but beyond that, there's something else we, we, we ought to, re, to, to engage with right now. This is a reminder to you and to me that, I mean, you, you, you know your earthly father as well. And for those who don't really know the earthly father, I mean, you have some, some ways, to, uh, to, some, some ways to, to know your family member so you know your earthly father. But you must also remember that you are not only the son of your father, not only the daughter of your father, but also the son or daughter of God. Of God, uh, this is something we cannot gloss over. Uh, verse twenty-three, Jesus, the son of Joseph. Verse thirty-eight, Jesus, the son of God, and it is the same with you and me. The son of your father, your earthly father, you are also the son of God. And you say, uh, your earthly father would want you not to disgrace him. I remember when I was growing up as a young teenager and I began to look more like my dad. There was a woman who came to us one day and said to my dad, Ah, daddy, I just saw Femi on the street. I almost knelt down. I thought it was you. And we all had a good laugh. Another the woman left. My dad turned to me and said, Well, this tells you you must comport yourself properly. I don't want to behave in a way that someone would suppose that, oh, ah, is that not, you know, Reverend Okuto can behave in that way. And it's the same thing with God, I suppose. The same way our earthly father would expect us not to embarrass them, not to disgrace them. That's the same way uh, that God expects you to bring glory to his name and not to bring shame and ridicule to him. And if you have brought him and ridicule to him, all is not lost. Remember where we started from. Christ has removed all obstacles and barriers between you and God. Through Christ, you can pray for repentance and he will forgive you and he will restore you to fellowship with God. But this we must never forget that we bear the light of God 
We bear the name of God as well as our earthly names. The same way you want to defend your earthly name, your son. You want to defend your son's name. You don't want it to be associated with anything, anything uh, detestable, anything uh, that will bring it into ridicule. That's the same way that you must jealously guard. You must jealously guard uh, the name of God that you bear. Those who name the name of the Lord must depart, must depart from iniquity. And I hope uh, that the Lord will keep these treasures in our hearts. Number one. Christ has removed all barriers and obstacles between you and God. Number three, produce fruits in keeping with repentance. Number four, don't double down on your sins. Don't double down when the Holy Spirit points out wicked and offensive things in you. Number number four, he must increase, Christ must increase, and we must decrease. And the fifth treasure this evening. Remember the son, remember the daughter of you whom you are. You are the daughter or son of your father as well as the daughter and son of God. Lift up the banner eye and do not let any stain come to it. And if there has been any stain, go to the to him who has removed all barriers between you and God. His blood, his blood is powerful. His blood will never lose its power. His blood will cleanse your flag, your banner of all stains in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time you have given us this evening to reflect on the gospel according to St. Luke and for pointing us to these treasures. Please uh, bless our hearts, not only to be the heirs of your words, but to be the doers of your word. Grant us grace, O Lord, to grow from strength to strengthen you. And as we continue this Luke challenge, please help us to, to more fully understand your word. Reveal yourself to us even this month of December and make us more and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.